0: in business and life relationships are everything welcome to the people catalyst podcast where we interview top business leaders and learn how they build relationships with their teams clients and those that promote and refer them here's your host business trainer and leader of the people catalyst team carla nelson want to know how to get things done three to eight times faster and not lose the engagement of your people Join Alan Fadden and I in the People Catalyst Podcast, part one of Getting Things Done. And welcome to the People Catalyst Podcast, co host Alan Fadden.
1: Hello, Carla.
0: How are you doing today?
1: Life is good. Happy, happy. Happy Happy to be here. Happy to be here.
0: Yes. I'm so excited about what we're going to talk about uh, on the podcast today, something very near and dear to my heart, being a mover uh, within our methodology. And it's how to get things done in your organization to be three to eight times more effective.
1: And I'm gonna oversimplify this. There's only one thing you have to do. Find the movers in order to get things done. (laughs) Find the movers. If you don't do that first, you're already behind the eight ball.
0: Yeah, and for the purpose of today's podcast, we're specifically going to discuss how to find and talk to the movers. Uh, When you're just looking to get things done, because there's so many different computations that you can apply movers when, uh, regardless if you're um, trying to get it done in your organization with your team, with your clients, with your promoters. So specifically what we're going to talk about today is why this this strength is necessary with the mover. So if you're a shaker, a prover, or a maker, and you still want to get things done three to eight times faster... And without the drama, well, you know, I don't think we're definitely less Uh than 100% of the typical drama. You have to be able to find the movers and locate them regardless if you're working with your team, your clients, or your promoters. And so we're going to talk today a little bit about Uh, Alan you could start it off here is how do you find the movers like what are the clues that you can use in lieu of taking the assessment that we've created some of the things that you can do to give you um, the clues so that you can identify these movers and facilitate the process in order to get things done
1: and that's always a good one uh, because uh, you you can be very accurate by taking the assessment but obviously you can't just walk around with assessments and hand them to people all the time so uh, we can start out with what we call the magic question. Now, that is if you're dealing with somebody in your organization, you're dealing with somebody, even a client or whatever, if things were to turn out ideally with our time today, what would that look like? Okay. It's a great question to ask for a variety of reasons. In this particular case, look at the person and see if they struggle with that question. A mover is not going to struggle with that question at all they're going to go bang 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 and they're going to tell you immediately what they want to do and if they are a mover let them lead the way make the decisions run the show you're their you're their servant and it will serve you best to be their servant so
0: Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. i'll
1: give you i'll give you an idea of how you locate a a mover Where, where do you even find your suspects uh I was speaking at a meeting uh, a few years ago and uh, there were just way too many people there with the economy was down. It was in an area where people didn't go to meetings like this. They had, they all paid to go to a two day conference. And I kept saying, why are you here? What are you doing here? And they all kept giving me the same answer. Three words. They said, Carla brought me. <laughs>
0: <I> <laughs> remember that, Jake. Yeah,
1: And I said, okay, okay. Who is Carla? And where do I find her? And, A couple of them pointed right over there. And I said, thank you very much. Goodbye. And I made a beeline for Carla. And that's how I met Carla. If you have somebody who really gets things done, and I mean like crazy gets things done, that's who you want. That's your prime system.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. That's great. Um, It's not
1: the how, it's the who.
0: Yeah. Finding the appropriate person for sure. And the mover, again, we need everybody, just not at the same time. And the mover facilitates and picks up ideas. Uh, And actually, do you want to talk just a a little bit about that before we get uh, into the next part? But actually, before we go there, I want to bring up another thing about movers. Since I am an Uber mover, I think you just came up with that uh, little cliche there earlier, Alan. A mover. One of the things is make sure when you go to them, you bring them several ideas. You know, let them know the challenge here's some ideas, which one is the best idea and or priority? Because again, it'll be very similar, the answer very quickly, or immediately say, I know this person that I can go to within the network, get a little bit more data, and then get back to you. Uh, Because it's just a very natural response uh, to pick the right idea or the best idea or set of ideas and then prioritize them. They don't struggle with this. Uh, And, you know, so now that we've talked a little bit about finding the mover, right, let's talk a little bit about how to communicate with them, regardless if they're on your team, client, or or promoter. So after you find the mover, the whole purpose here is to engage their support in connection, right, with the end result of capturing a bigger share of their attention. Uh, And I know a few quick ones... That really speak to me as a mover is I really don't want to waste time. Uh, I want to get to the gist. I want you to use bullet points. Just it's a rapid type of uh, communication. Uh, all this long sales copy. I have never once read all of that stuff, right? If If I get an email and if it has 15 bullet points, that's no more bullet points. Okay. <laughs> It's not bullet points any longer. Um, right. It's too much information and data, right? So, and I know one of the other things, Alan, we talked about uh, just earlier this week is in facilitating some, you know, videos, right? Yep. And and tell them, right? How long so, is this going to be?
1: Yeah, uh, th- that's one of the first things a mover wants to know is because uh, they're very all about their own time, and they and they want to make sure they're using it as effectively as possible. So. For example, if you're going to show a video to a mover, tell them in advance how long it's going to take. This is going to take 1 minute and 30 seconds. You know, then you can have an informed informed idea as how you're going to how you're going to spend your time. And mm-hmm. uh and one of the reasons is that this is this is not a personality thing we're talking about. This is movers love relational connections. You know, they it's like Uh, Yeah, I love everybody in my team, but it's really, I need my team to get things done. Mm -hmm. You have to be in good terms with your team in order to do that. And and you have to know enough about them to engage them in the right work at the right time. Or, and this is specifically to a mover, and this is another way you find a mover, they're immediately going to call somebody in their network in order to move the project ahead. It's like, hey, we can't get this done. Don't worry, I got a person over here, and I'm going to call these people, and so on. That, those are the people who are going to do that for you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then also in that communication, right? Be concise, get to the gist, use the bullet points. Uh, and then I love what you said earlier, Alan. Kind of step out of the step out of the way, right? Let allow them yep. to be the facilitator and the natural facilitator. And I think we can review a little bit now about the inbox and outbox. Uh, So that they understand, yes, we need everybody, uh, but why is it that you find the mover and how do you set up the inbox and outbox for both the mover, shaker, prover, and maker? Yeah, Do you want to talk about that a little
1: bit? Yeah, and and this is critical. When you communicate with somebody, if they're giving you an assignment, then you want to make sure that your inbox lines up with their outbox. And conversely, if you're giving them some information, you want to make sure your outbox lines up with their inbox. The inbox for a mover is an idea. So you don't have to be, it's one person on earth. You do not have to be afraid to tell five, six, seven ideas to, because they're going to want to hear them all and then immediately go bang, 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 like that. Quickly decide which is the one. I've been doing this for 25 years and movers usually take under a minute to decide what the best idea is out of 60, 70 ideas. If they already know what they are, they know, they just know in their gut. So this is very important. And so when you uh, give the group of ideas to a mover, they immediately select the right one, but at the same time, they're parallel processing. They're already planning the launch and converting that idea into a plan. And the plan is the outbox for the mover. Now, Shakers who are giving them the ideas love this because once they, their idea gets converted into a plan, it has a very good chance of getting implemented. So if you're stuck with a mover or actually with anybody, start paying attention to the inbox and the outbox of the person because that's the way you want to connect with them. And if you ignore your own in and, and outbox, well, you're doing it at your own peril because yeah. you up with, with it, stuff you don't want to be doing.
0: As you talk about this... Seriously, and those that don't understand the process, I won't even go to a meeting unless they've been briefed on the process, because this is why meetings are incredibly awful, right? I always love that one slide we do, Alan, uh, one o'clock, two o'clock three, o'clock, three o'clock, three o'clock, three And you're sitting there trying to process this idea and figure out what you're going to do and and how to move it forward. And so I want to break down this really because there's two separate ways. You utilize the process, you find the mover, but then it's what is the challenge before you choose the idea or in the concept stage where you're brainstorming and in, in identifying these are the 50 things we could do. And then later we'll just barely touch on, we probably won't have too much time uh, to talk about it today. We'll have to do that in a another podcast. But then how do you utilize the process during the implementation aspect of it? So one of the things that makes meetings so awful and not understanding this process is, is that when people don't stay in their lane, you know, when they, they go into a meeting and we identify, or it's a team that already understands the process. And then it's like you've explained this is a shaker and you explain we're shaking at this time. You explain, you know, here's our movers and you explain when we're picking right uh, ideas or a set of ideas and combining them, you explain who a prover is. And then you can even ask in the, in the idea phase to have the makers leave the room because the likelihood they're going to say anything is not likely. And they've got some checklists to go eat for breakfast on their, um, on their desk is that, but when you don't get, stay in that lane. One of the things that we've learned over the years is you have to find that agreement, but then literally at, at, all the time, even with people that have, and clients that have understood this process for a long time, we often have to have people physically leave the room. Now, the beauty of this is, is that if you've got some, you know, really um, sh- great shakers on your team, the reason why they have such a hard time with this is because that they're leaning towards their natural strength. Right. Yep. But when we have to literally have people leave the room, I don't know how many times this happened to me in several trainings that we've done together, but also in our individual trainings, um, trying to you know keep people in their own lane. And I, as I always say, sometimes you just can't commingle the animals. <laughs> it's just, it's, mm. it's, it's demanding. And so you really have to have whoever's facilitating the meeting to understand that and have the agreement with the team or else it just stifles the ability to get all the ideas out, to pick the idea instead of ideas, to figure out all the things that could go wrong and utilize that process over and over again. You could do something in 15 minutes that never would get done in the course of two hours. But that is definitely a big challenge after you find the mover you're working an idea process say for instance you're with your team and you're creating the marketing strategy and you know the old way is i always like here's the great idea bang idea bang idea bang right and it's and you end up with nothing and then you walk away and the culture ends up happening sit quiet don't make any sudden moves and hopefully this meeting will be Mm -hmm. over soon
1: Yeah. (laughs) yeah (laughs)
0: <laughs> what's one of your your frustrations with facilitating uh facilitating the meeting
1: well uh i think time is a is a real big one because uh uh what happens with people is they get so excited about the content and this is another way people don't use their emotional intelligence they go ooh! ooh, ooh i got an idea i got an idea and they wind up rushing the process mm-hmm. or if they uh, if a prover raises an objection to an idea, they might jump right back in and say, yeah, but I've got, or I've got six solutions to my own objection. And, and what happens is they either slow down the process, they rush it by jumping ahead, or they completely disrupt it. And every strength develop, uh, uh, disrupts a meeting in a different way. For example, we had three, three trainings and uh, a shaker, prover, and maker in the room. And and I call it uh, fr- from a movie, leading the unexamined life. And uh, so we're we're challenging people on uh, example. When whenever whoever hire, is hiring you doesn't respect the agreement, okay, that is something that really irritates me. And it's actually about oh CEO. my god, they're the they're the worst. Bye. It's like I'm paying you, so you know, uh, you know, forget your process. I'm talking now. And uh, and they can kill the energy of a meeting. They will shut up the people who have the right way to do things. And it gets down to this one expert things and uh, and they completely kill the energy of the meeting. Uh, Oh, my
0: gosh, that's so
1: true.
0: I can even just get rolling out (laughs) as you talk about it.
1: Well, they'll they'll even invite other people uh, again in authority, uh, authority positions who also haven't made the agreement. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's almost like a team has to say, that's fine. But if you want to come in here, you've got to live by our our set of agreements. Otherwise, none of this is going to work. Yeah.
0: One of the stories I love is the 36 to 37 story. You've got to share that one because it's so true. And And it plays out so frequently. I know you said earlier we're challenged or no, living the unexamined life. And really what we're trying to do here with People Catalyst is challenge on the way that All the work has been done for one percent of the population, but the story you're about to share here—it's exactly the same in every dumb, stinking meeting that nothing gets accomplished. I I want, and this is a you know very well named uh, or or well known company, and uh, but it's the same. I don't care if it's a fifty-person organization, a solopreneur that's meeting with their potential clients. It doesn't. You can apply this contextually to just about every meeting when you're trying to get an idea chosen
1: in that. So this company hires me and says, I just, we just want you to sit in a, a brainstorming meeting. We're trying to come up with a disruptive new innovation in our industry. And I just want you to observe the process and give us a report at the end. And so uh, I sat through one of the worst meetings I have ever been in. OK, I mean, I just the bigger I,
0: the company, the worse the meeting. <laughs> oh, my God. I,
1: you know, I, I wanted to kill myself about halfway through just to get out of the meeting.
0: I'm glad and you uh, you got to go to that one and not me.
1: Yeah, really. It's <laughs> so at the end of the meeting in uh, in typical uh, obedient fashion. I gave them a report. They said, well, what do you what do you think? What's your report? And I said, well, I'll write this up for you. But here's my report. 37 to 36. And there was silence, just like that. Said, what are you talking about i said thirty seven to thirty six you you were observing the meeting too, weren't you?" And he said, "What does that even mean and i said well shortest, are...
0: shortest report ever
1: yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You want me to write that up a triplicate so there were thirty seven ideas launched in that meeting, and thirty six of them were shot down and uh, You can imagine the first two or three ideas there was kind of uh, inspired and uh, active and engaging debate and so forth. And uh, about the last 15 minutes of the meeting was, what can we do to get ourselves out of this room? And so the 37th idea actually was agreed upon, which was, um, sure, we'll do anything. Just end this meeting, please. And so that's, that's basically what happened. And if you, you know, if you sure shoot down thirty-six ideas. Can you imagine the thirty-seventh one that everybody can agree upon? Yeah, that's it's- called
0: get me out of this room. I don't care what we choose. But you know, Alan, what happens to me as a mover, since we're talking about how to get things done, and you have to find the movers, I completely disengage because it's chaos, it's frustrating. You know that nothing's gonna get done. The the energy in the room is so low. And everybody's just talking over each other and not not utilizing the ability to use that time. And as I said earlier, movers don't want you to waste their time. Um, and I know that uh, there's a great Gallup poll on this that, and, and what a pr- big problem. We have full trainers just on disengagement, right? It, yep. it's not only corporate disengagement, but this particular uh, Gallup poll was talking about uh, your team engagement and 9% of your team is working for you. is agnostic or is indifferent. And 12% are actively working against you.
1: (laughs) It must be fun to sign those paychecks.
0: Oh my gosh. No kidding. And so I want to go back. You had mentioned uh, um, how everybody disrupts the process um, based off of just their natural strength. Can you go back to that just for a second to talk about specifically because you were kind of utilizing the inbox and outbox too but also just specifically saying how each um how each of them well actually I'll take that because I want you to I actually want you to tell a different story at the end of this one so but um this I'll just get to the gist of each of them shakers disrupt the process because they keep on bringing up new ideas or they are gaming for just their idea Movers want to tell you the answer and don't want to take the patience to allow the team to develop it together so they all have their thumbprint on it. Provers kill the ideas because they feel like there's too much wrong with it. And then makers who shouldn't be in the initial, we were talking about earlier, concept phase, they disrupt the process. And there's two really good stories I love about this. But this one, uh, I'll let you take, Alan, because... um, it's just a it's a great way where a maker um they opened up and actually told you the truth.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which
0: is the truth, and, right?
1: Oh yeah. And the company the company will go unnamed, but uh remember this, and it's okay to not have a maker in the meeting. And in fact, if you ask most makers, they will say they prefer not to be in the meeting. They'd oh, rather, oh yeah, be they doing initially.
0: We always ask that question, and they raise their hand immediately. Who just doesn't want to yeah. be in the room, and you get a nice little chuckle with it as well.
1: So, so to them, everything, just the, the the detail work they do is the most important thing. They don't want anything messing with that, and so they have this beautiful game that they play, and they just say, "I don't get it," or "or what?" Now, can you? I'm I'm really not sure about it. what what what, and then. So what you do is you explain it to them, right? And then they, this one guy uh, was kind of doing a <laughs> uh, laugh. And he, <laughs> said, he said, you know why we do that? Because all the time you take explaining it to us is time that you're not running off and implementing that crazy idea. We don't want you to run off and implement that crazy idea because it's just going to mess with us <laughs> later on. So just to, I don't get it, is is their way of gaming the whole thing. So beware of that.
0: Yeah, I love it. I just love it when people open up and tell the truth about (laughs) you, right? A whistleblower
1: there, yes. (laughs) Yeah,
0: that's funny. And so we talked about the biggest challenge with the team in the meeting phase, right? Um, And I don't want to talk too much about the implementation phase or individual phase, because that obviously is a whole topic in of itself and they're actually quite different right facilitating yeah. that the big picture you know 50,000 foot view and all of that process is completely different than when you shift gears and you move to the implement implementation stage and i just want to bring that up because the process is so different even if someone understands this is how we facilitate it in one stage it shifts gears and you have to manage it completely different on the other side. And so um, I just wanted to have you explain a little bit about the, the nuances and the differences of, of both of those, um, Alan.
1: Yeah. So uh, once you have your marching orders, it, everything shifts. Now, you've, you've been working in an idea phase. What are we going to do? What's wrong with it? How can we bulletproof the idea? What's the plan for going ahead and really really cementing things down? This is a very democratic meeting and it's a it's inclusive. You listen to everybody's ideas and then with the with the As long as they
0: stay in their own lane.
1: As long as they (laughs) They stay in their own lane. And, And 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 let me be clear about that too. If any of you if that's confusing for any of you being in your own lane, it just means if you're a shaker, then you contribute ideas, but you don't critique ideas. You don't pick ideas. You do your strength, which is contributing ideas, solving problems. That's that's staying in your own lane. Now, let's say you get to a point where you've got a, a bulletproof idea. You're ready to move. Boom! Everything flips. Everything shifts. You move from inclusive to commanded control. Now you're back to being like a like a 1950s corporation that did the same thing over and over again and just tried for efficiency because you want to get this implementation done as flawlessly and as quickly as you can, which means people really stay in their lane. And, and it's, it's very, very different because it's like, what can we do to move it ahead and get it done? And, and this works very well until somebody runs into an unforeseen problem. And of course, there are only going to be a thousand unforeseen problems. What do you do? Well, we'll get into that in more detail in our next podcast because there's some very specific remedies. But think about this. The difference is instead of working 50,000 feet up in the air where you can't see any detail, but you can see the big picture, now you're working 50 feet in the air. Now you're flying under the radar. Everything is about details. It's about efficiency. And Uh, When you have a big mountain or a roadblock that comes up, well, then you got to go back into the 50,000 feet up mode, but do it quickly and dispatch the problem if you can't handle handle it by uh, traditional means. Uh, And balancing those
0: two is really unique oh
1: my gosh yes
0: it is they're so different in the way it's it's the same process completely different application
1: and it's a huge change for most people and it's like what what phase are we in now what phase are we at now part of this is a set of agreements and we'll get into that next time but
0: yeah very different agreement right the agreement that you have to set in the idea phase is the fact that as we were saying don't commingle animals stay in your own lane when it's time to shake you shake when it's time to pick a, a, the idea, set of ideas. That's what happens. Nobody, it, when it's time to prove, you're proving and picking holes. But they can't commingle. You, ha- they literally have to sit there with their mouth closed because, as you know, that's the source of every crazy meeting. Right? Idea, bang! Idea, bang! Idea, bang! And then everybody's so tired, you just roll it out. But the agreement that you keep on the implementation side is very different as
1: well. Very different, and we will spell those out for you. I think Man. we've got a
0: phase two coming on this podcast. We do. Don't we? <laughs> how to how to uh, get things done? Phase two. <laughs> well, we will definitely set a time and a date for that. Alan, always great having you here on the podcast.
1: Likewise, great being here.
0: All right, see you on phase two.
1: Thanks. Thank you for listening to the People Catalyst
0: Podcast, and remember, it's a good life.